Aloha, Foilers. Welcome to another episode of the Foil the World podcast. I am your host, Brian Finch. Let's get right into it. Welcome, welcome to a belated episode. I've been trying to get one of these out for quite a while, and I'll explain why. Um, first of all, big life changes. I've had some massive life changes. This is part of the reason why it's been a struggle to get some episodes going here. Um, I was been, I've been recently divorced. Um, don't want to throw any shade on my ex, but it's disappointing to say the least. And I tried to record a few episodes, and I just couldn't get up for it. They sounded like shit. I had no energy. I wasn't into it. It wasn't authentic. I was forcing it and had to scrap those episode attempts and just, uh, you know, focus on myself and my children and moving forward and whatnot. So that's, uh, that's a little backstory there. Another massive life change um, I have left you know a couple months ago now but i left freedom foil boards um i was you know i was working with them for a good two years but i was had a great you know sponsorship and shaper and friend relationship with chris sayer the founder for about five years or so um still love chris his wife brianna and their two beautiful daughters um they're like family um love them it was a tough decision, but, you know, at the end of the day, we need to make decisions um, for ourselves and for our, our benefit and for, you know, for the benefit of ourselves and our own families, I suppose you'd say. You know, I was a team writer hired by Freedom Foil Boards, as well as marketing and R&D guy. You know, I helped develop, you know, some board models, obviously my Foil the World Pro model, which was, you know, a great honor and privilege to be able to do that. Um, and I was helping working on a line of foils and as well as, uh, I got to put a lot of input and design some straps and just general feedback on products and that kind of stuff, which I really enjoyed, really enjoyed my time there at freedom foil boards. Uh, but you know, it was, um, kind of a perfect storm. It was time to move on and I got this great opportunity one thing that I am upset about a little bit is that the Foil the World Pro V2 was, I had the first prototype of it, made some wonderful adjustments to that board, and it just stings a little that that board is not coming to market through Freedom Foil Boards. It was a great shape. I was very proud of it, and um, yeah, it's, it, it wasn't meant to be, I suppose. Another massive life change is I signed with Unifoil, Unifoil Performance Hydrofoils, um, and I just can't be happier. Feel extremely important. Uh, feel extremely grateful to be on the team and and doing work. You know, similar work as I was doing with Freedom Foil Boards, doing similar jobs there at Unifoil. I am just recently wrapped uh, a month long photo video shoot r&d testing demo tour world tour feels like a uh, few weeks in bali several weeks in australia and that just wrapped up a few days ago and 
um, let me, I guess I'll tell you a little bit about the trip. I started from Florida to, I was going to arrive early to rest up and get ready for the trip. You know, I was under an enormous amount of stress, obviously, uh, with my life changes there back home in Florida. And, uh, and I knew I, I wasn't in shape. I wasn't tuned up. I hadn't been barely foiling and I wanted to arrive to Bali a little bit early, try not avoid being jet lagged. And, um, that's not how it went down. That is not how it went down. <laughs> Ended up having an absolute like travel nightmare from Florida to Bali, crisscrossing the globe just about just to get there. I think it took me like two full days. Um, every flight ended up being, um, rerouted and rebooked and uh it was it was quite the nightmare i did meet a really cool travel buddy this girl kayla that i sat next to and we're both heading towards bali so it was fun being able to team up and i had just someone there going through the same nightmare as us and we are as myself and we ended up actually meeting a couple other really cool travelers all headed for bali we just started recognizing the same people milling around the airport going to the desks all stressed out and uh it was became more of like it felt like it was the great uh like one of the like the great race you know i don't know what you call that fucking show but you know what i'm tr- talking about hopefully of course arriving to bali no board bags but fortunately um toby my general manager of unifoil he was there and he had boards and wings and so Barely arriving at Bali instead of sleeping and getting some rest. We got straight into it, of course. The waves are solid. Um, you know, conditions are good. So we got straight out. And that's pretty much how I started my month-long, over-month-long tour. It started on, started uh, started gassed and out of shape. But it was a slow burn and, and what an amazing trip. So a day or two after I arrived, riders start trickling in. Um, we have our boy Dom is the international sales director and super good dude. He has got a ton of experience in, in the surf industry and it was awesome getting to know him in person, not just through Zoom meetings and you know, learning a lot about the surf industry from him and even the, you know, and the foil industry. Yeah, we were bunked up and just had a good time talking a lot of shit and learning a lot from him. PB, Paul Burnett, was also on the trip. He's our graphic designer, um, designs a bunch of stuff. He's got such a good eye for it. He's also a former team manager. He's a formal, former pro surfer from way back when. I'm not going to out him. I'm not going to tell you his age. <laughs> He's a... Uh, full OG Aussie legend from way back when in, in Surf the Pro Tour. Um, awesome dude. We also had um, one of our admin ladies who happens to live on Bali but works for Unifoil as well, Isadora. She did an amazing job coordinating, you know, our taxis and boats and towboats and hotels and tons of logistics that just made the trip run super smooth. Next Josh Koo and Alex Hayes arrived, and Josh Koo is uh, an Australian freaking madman charger, big wave charger, surfing, foiling, doesn't matter. The dude is out there when it's as big as it can get, and just seems like he's totally enjoying it. He's a madman. He's also a radical downwinder. He does um, some really long downwinds in Australia, and I know he's 
training for the two races that are coming up in the islands here this summer, M2O and um, M2, the Molokai and the Wahoo. I'm, I'm forgetting the, the letters right now, but dude is so nice, such a legend. And we also have Alex Hayes uh, on the trip, and this is my first time meeting Alex in person as well. And Alex goes fucking hard. The dude has no regard for his body. Um, just a radical style, smooth, but just fearless style. And literally one of the nicest people and most motivating people on earth. Kid has got his hands in so many different things. He's DJ. Uh, you could say influencer. He is. It's such a weird connotation saying that, that uh, you know, using that word. But um he gets around he's involved in a ton of product uh, projects and um also a big wave charger and now like super foil brained and really focusing on the foil and it shows man the kid has got massive talent i can't see i can't wait to see where he goes with that <clears throat> and last but not least uh paul cooper got there a little bit late he had flight some flight delays as well but paul cooper is a koi boy i went to high school with paul I love Paul. He's one of my brothers, um, and he uh, he's good in all surf. You know, he'll charge, does it all. But he's he really shines in in strap riding. He's a bit of a strap expert. He started his own foot strap uh, uh, company called One by One Straps, and he really shines when it comes down to that. He's got incredible make rates, boosting, tail whipping, you name it. It's pretty impressive to to watch live. Um, and then, you know, Tom Earl from the UK was supposed to meet us on the trip, but uh, he had passport issues, so he couldn't make it. I've never met Tom in person, but he's holding it down out in the UK, and uh, we'll do a trip eventually with him as well. So Bali, I hadn't been there for 15, 16 years, something like that. I never really thought of it even as a foil destination, you know, the last few years. But um, man, super fun. It's amazing. You know, there's a massive variety. There's obviously tons of waves you probably don't want to foil. And then there's tons of waves that are surf waves that we did foil. And then a lot of just straight up, you know, softer, more playful foil waves as well. Um, and, you know, it's an island. So there's all four corners and you can go and explore and find some find some super fun surf it was uh i can't wait to go back it was it was a great experience i forgot how freaking amazing bali is how good the food is how kind the people are how beautiful it is and obviously it changed a ton since i was there like when i was last there changu is just is like that place you go you drive through the rice paddies and now it's like a whole city and there's a couple places like that uluwatu is kind of the same thing there's there's like a whole town city like surrounding Uluwatu's. Um, but it's all good. This happens everywhere in the world and it's still an amazing, beautiful place. One thing about Bali is it was really tide dependent. You know, obviously having, you know, 75, 85 centimeter masts under our boards, we had to be cautious with the tide. Um, and even catching the boats out to certain reefs, the, the, the boats can't get out. They can't always get out. There's sometimes they're just sitting right on the reef for a little sandbar. So it was tidal dependent. And what was amazing is every time we thought we were skunked, it was usually on a lower tide. It was small. The waves are kind of slow. But within a few hours, we had several sessions that went from 
about two feet to freaking six feet pumping like you would like it looked like a new swell arrived but it was just a tide thing you know tide switching pushing in the swell and just allowing the that swell to fill in and and freaking pump it was such a trip happened to us a few times and we were it caught us off guard every time it was it was a good lesson we finally learned just just stick it out just hang out a little bit and it'll start pumping and the waves will get good so riding with josh man josh Koo, he's super smooth super precise um he turns in you know really critical parts of the wave um it was really inspiring he's got a super unique style you know you recognize the style from you know a mile away and it's cool i really like it it's it's just so unique and he makes it so his own um alex you know same thing as i mentioned earlier he just goes so hard putting his body on the line and and just he's chucking strapless airs um and like tail blows right in the lip line strapless on good meaty sized waves like surf waves um and then yeah again paul just lights it up in any kind of strap surfing and and all the waves man it was it was really inspiring <clears throat> i uh definitely surf pretty inconsistent when i was there I was, I was getting in my head a bit um it was quite an adjustment going from you know barely foiling to to from florida to bali all the juice and riding all new gear um you know i had my moments and started figuring out uh what worked best for me and getting in my rhythm but had had some frustrating sessions for sure and then a couple highlight sessions but yeah it's a tough it's a tough go going from florida it kind of re- it was a good it was good to get out of florida and just regain that perspective and kind of throw back to to you know the juice in hawaii the juice in in um in bali compared to the super lackluster waves in florida florida can be so fun so like rippable i always call it you know pillow fight sessions it's just no consequence you can hit the hit the wash anywhere you know it's it's not going to try and hit you back but uh it was a massive adjustment going into you know these surf style waves that we're riding in bali super fun but a very big adjustment was needed to be had and for that yeah i had some inconsistent sessions there one of our standout sessions was in the uluwatu area um may have seen you know our unifoil videos have some clips in it kai lenny and alex uh, went back themselves after we had left bali and, and scored that and got some pretty cool clips from there but that was definitely one of our highlight sessions there was there was you know waves from two feet overhead to probably double overhead you know on the biggest parts nice and juicy and not fun getting caught inside and speaking of getting caught inside our boy pb got caught inside and then pushed up uh snapped his leash board went up into the cave um couldn't paddle back out of it it was a high tide pumping swell tried to get the board out um got rolled up on the reef a few times and ended up having to leave the whole rig there in the cave and swim out and funny enough like two weeks later kailani's out there <clears throat> excuse me kailani's out there no leash loses the board board gets washed up onto the rocks demolished stuck in the cave for a while 
washed out in pieces. Um, it's no joke. That wave's no joke. It's not, it's not like an ideal foil wave, but man, it's beautiful. And if you get the right one, it's, it's pretty crazy. You can also ride super far from, from, you know, way up from Ulu's all the way down to Padang. And when it's massive, if it's freaking super pumping, guaranteed you're, you're riding all the way down to like dreamland or somewhere down there like super far mostly just going straight and streaking but it would be a super long kind of cool adventurous uh ride to be had for sure so we wrapped bali with a red eye to sydney and i was already sick for several days in bali we went out one night um alex was djing we had just like the funnest night of our lives we called it it was it was the fork is the night in 4k it was such a blast um but i got sick after that and it was lingering kind of lingering chest and in nasal cold and uh right when i started to feel better we caught a red eye to sydney um and just that did me in and when we got to sydney we did a demo and right there at long reef and met a bunch of cool people rippers and um waves are good but i just couldn't get out there i was feeling terrible i missed two more days in when we were stationed in sydney uh, i had to sit out i was feeling absolutely terrible and missed some other demos um, and then we started heading north on a road trip and uh and man the waves are fucking good in australia there's so much variety so many headlands and coves and and swell directions to be had um super fun man gosh the waves were a blast got a left point got a, a a series of right points and um a bunch of like solid beaches you know towing in that would break way off the bar and you could just you know haul ass on these well overhead you know it's a couple over double overhead days where you're just flying going so fast and coming into the into the sandbars you know full speed just super fun waves so right when i was starting to feel better like a dummy, Paul and I went out and and raged it up at a karaoke bar and stayed up super late. And the next morning, I started feeling like shit again. I was so dumb. Um, and so, yeah, I just held on to this cold extra long by going out a second time. But, you know, we're in, <laughs> we're in Newcastle, man. Had to go out. So eventually, we made it all the way up to Byron Bay, we had an, yet another demo up there, and Byron Bay is so amazing. It's such a ridiculous setup, really cool town. The town kind of reminds me of a cross between like the the vibe of Hood River and like Arcata, California. Kind of hippie, kind of kind of uh, a lot of money running around um, with the hippie vibe. Uh, just just a beautiful place, amazing food, and by the way, the coffee in australia blows any coffee away in the entire world it's so fucking good side note side note number two i actually forgot to give a shout out but benny taylor the drone extraordinaire he is from byron bay and he was talking the place up the whole time not talking up just telling us about his hometown um how beautiful just how rad it was and it was so cool to get there but also super depressing because he wasn't there he had to go back to bali um unfortunately so we didn't get the the locals tour from benny but he will be here in a few days so I, I, we are crossing over um a handful of days he's actually going to do the flight board shoot for us and um psyched about that but 
Ben is such a fucking legend. This guy is hilarious. He's such a hard worker. His skills are obviously incredible on the drone. And it was just such a joy to have him along the trip. He like super extra enhanced, enriched uh, the Bali trip. And um, those first four or five days, even though I was sick, those first five, four or five days of, uh, of the Australian demo tour, pretty rad. But yeah, big shout out to Ben. He's the man. In Byron Bay, got to see Adam Bennett's and Zane Westwood foil live, and that was quite the treat. Those two are fucking amazing. They're ripping. Zane, man, Zane is going so fast. He's pushing his turns so incredibly hard. It was uh, pretty mind-blowing. I knew he was ridiculous. You know, he doesn't post a ton. He's not out there pushing his, you know, filming every session, but... Seeing him live was just, yeah, it was fucking radical. And such a humble, super good dude. Uh, man, so many guys ripping up there. You know, Maddie, he rides for Unifoil. There's uh, so many people I met, underground dudes you never heard of, out there ripping hard. Um, it's, it's a really cool scene, man. I really enjoyed my time there. We are in Byron for a few days, and then we had to do... Uh, our last demo on uh, in Kira on the Goldie, and by the time I got there, I was so fucking dead. It was a bit embarrassing. I could barely ride waves. My body. Uh, we ended up dropping uh, Paul Cooper off at the airport that morning, and then going out um, to Kira and set up for the demo. And that was it. Like once Paul left, I feel like my mind just finally gave up. And my body gave up. Um, I had just a few waves at Kira, and it looks so good. The waves are so really good waves. Amazing setup. Guys are ripping, and I could barely even turn. Like, my legs, mind, body, spirit, everything gave up. I was just done. Um, been sick for weeks and just pushed myself, you know, getting such little sleep, pushed myself way too hard. Um, and so I was going to whip out to the West Coast, um, and see see my boy Shannon from LF Supply, but I was not feeling good. Tickets were like nine hundred dollars. It's like all time high pricing for the tickets. And then I realized it's like an eight to ten hour freaking journey. You have to stop in either Melbourne or Brisbane, and it's just it was too much. I was too sick, and so I went right back to Byron, got a hotel, and just freaking chilled for three four days. Um, I guess today's day four. Because here I am, I'm in Byron recording this episode and finally feeling like myself again, feeling a bit healed up, body's feeling better, got some rest, got a bunch of work done that was just stressing me out, stuff, um, even personal, you know, bill paying, you name it, stuff was just kind of building up in my brain and on my shoulders and I got to take care of a bunch of that stuff. Um, it was a godsend this last three days, Byron has been cold as fuck and rainy and and just gray and I'm so relieved because I have not been tempted to to get out on the foil and I would like to say a huge mahalos to everyone that has you know texted me and, and tried to get a hold of me to offer you know a ride up to the point and go go for a shred at Watergoes. Uh, Bennett's, Dave West, many others. Thanks guys for for the offer. Um, I super appreciate everyone reaching out. I just could not do it. Um, completely dead, man. As I needed this couple days. It was, you know, over a month of just going so hard, little sleep, being sick, partying like an asshole. 
<laughs> so it's been a great like couple days of rest. And so right now I'm basically in town, um, killing a little bit of time, you know, one resting and now ready to go. But, um, I've got some flight board duties. I, the other day actually toured the flight board headquarters, the facilities, um, met the whole team there. It was, man, they've got an incredible operation. What they're doing, what they're working on right now is, you know, I can't share, but man, they're, they're definitely thinking ahead. There's, um, man, the tech is getting so good and they're pushing forward into that space really hard. So it's super, um, you know, really exciting to be, you know, a part of flight board as well. Um, I'm on the performance team and as well as a couple of my buddies now. And it's just exciting, uh, exciting times. We're so basically killing a little bit of time until, uh, until Monday and Tuesday where we're doing some flight board content. And then that's when I uh, that's when I head back, I get back home to Florida. It's been a long run. Um, it's been an incredible, just incredible adventure and experience. Um, freaking love everyone that's on my team in Unifoil. The whole crew uh, just can't be more grateful for the way things turned out. Um, and uh, really excited for you know for what's to come next for the future. In both, you know, unifoil and and this flight board stuff, flight board, efoiling, man, I, it's fucking fun. It's so much better than I ever thought it was. Uh, I probably talked some shit about efoils in the past, but I'm eating my eating my words there for sure because there uh, there's something there as well. And that technology is just getting more and more user friendly and more high performance. Um, so I guess that kind of catches catches us up. I met so many cool Aussies on this trip, so many cool people, even outside of foiling in Bali and, and, um, and, and here in Australia and just, man, so many, it's, I can't even think right now. It's, it's been an amazing trip. Um, so yeah, big life changes. Thank you for, uh, thank you for listening to this episode. Sorry. It's been a while. I think, uh, most of you out there can understand. Um, and so, Oh, one, one note is that I hold this, I've hauled my fucking giant podcast machine around the entire globe. And only now have I had the energy and or time or voice. Cause it did have like a, my voice is still a little scratchy, but it could, you know, it sounded like shit there for a couple of weeks as well. And we were just going so hard in the paint. We were so busy, um, on this, you know, demo and media tour that it was almost impossible. It was basically impossible to just have the time and the energy to sit down. I was, I was hoping to get cool on the mic, Josh, um, uh, Josh cool on the mic and, and Alex and Paul and, you know, and people meeting along the way and have plans and have invited people. People say yes. And it's just like so hard to coordinate and have the time and energy. So, you know, I got about a week left here not giving up yet. We're going to try to cycle some people through. Um, you know, obviously I can get people on the podcast over the phone, but face to face is, is my favorite by far. It's what, what I'm trying to go for here on this podcast to, you know, majority of face to face, uh, interviews slash, you know, shit talking podcasts. So, uh, thank you for, you know, sticking along this long. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. And uh, love you all out there. Keep foiling, shredding, and we will try and get some more potties out as soon as possible. Foil the world. 
This episode was brought to you by your mama. 